In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. As you know, Psalm 119 is 22 sections. Every section is composed of 8 verses. And almost, almost, in every verse, there is a reference to the Word of God. Since we're going to start from verse 9, then it is the second section. Not the first section. First section is from verse 1 to 8. In the first part, David laid the foundation which is walking in the law of the Lord. The importance of walking in the law of the Lord. And in the second part, from verse 9 to verse 16, being experienced in the way of God, he gives an advice to young people how to keep the commandment of God. How to keep the command of God. That's why verse 9 starts with a question. How can a young man cleanse his way? And the answer to this question, by taking heed according to your word. By taking heed according to your word. So this question addresses a burning issue for young people. So the case hypothetically here is of a young man pondering the question how he may be saved from the corruptions of his own heart and how he may escape the temptation to which he is exposed in early years, in the years of adolescence and in the 20s and how to lead a pure and upright life. The language does not imply that there had been any previous impurity, and now he wants to clean his heart from this previous impurity. But the language has a particular reference to the future. It is not how he might cleanse himself from past offenses, no. But how he might make the future pure. The inquiry is how he might conduct himself, what principles he could adopt, under what influence he could bring himself, so that his future would be honest, honorable, and upright. Some think David means himself, so the young man refers to himself. And he was a young man when he wrote this psalm. Especially in verse 100 of this psalm, he speaks how he became wiser than the elder because he meditated on the word of God. But actually, as most of the commentators and church fathers said, David wrote this psalm at the end of his life. But he was anxious to give advice to the young people, which is naturally the part when you become advanced in life, you want actually to share your experience with the young people. So what is the answer to this question? How a young man cleanse his heart or his way? So a satisfactory answer given to this question, that young men may effectively cleanse their way by taking heed according to the word of God. 
taking heed according to the word of God. Because the word of God has such power and of such use young man whose happiness lies much in the virtue of his youth. Those who live virtuous life will be happy. And how to live a virtuous life if you conduct your way according to the word of God? That's why we read in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 1, Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. The whole world has no higher wisdom than this by which to guide a young man. So that may lead a holy life. You cannot find wisdom in the philosophies of the world. Only in the word of God you actually have this wisdom to cleanse your way. St. Augustine says, but in this place the keeping of the word of God must be understood as obeying his commandments indeed. So when he said taking heed, taking heed means to obey the commandments for God. Because if you observe them and you keep them in your mind, in your memory, without keeping them in your life, it will be in vain. What you're going to benefit if you memorize them in your mind, but you don't keep them in your life. But St. Augustine also said, who is the young man here? And he is referring to the story of the prodigal son. He said, by recognizing in the expression the younger son in the gospel, who returned to himself and said, I will arise and go to my father. How can a young man cleanse his way? By ruling himself after the word of God which he desired as one longing to his father's bread. So as the prodigal son was longing to the bread of of his father in their house, in the same way when we long to the bread, the word of God in our life, then we will cleanse our way. By taking heed, the word taking heed means a life of moral purity does not happen extended. It will not happen by default. No. If you don't take heed to the word of God, then the natural path will be toward impurity and falling. Again, if you don't take heed to the word of God, the natural path will be impurity and falling. One must take heed in order to be pure. And our Lord Jesus Christ spoke about the power of his word to cleanse our heart and to keep us pure when he said, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Also in Matthew 17 and verse 17, the Lord was praying and said to the Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So he's saying, sanctify them by your truth. But what is the truth? It is his word. So sanctify them by your word. Purify them, cleanse them by your word. Also, in the temptation on the mountain, how the Lord Jesus Christ defeated Satan by the word of God. 
So he said, by taking it according to the word. Then from verse 10 to verse 16, he's explaining what taking heed means. Taking heed means what? At the end, when we reach verse 16, I will summarize to you what taking heed means. Verse 10. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Here the psalmist declares his dedication to God. With my whole heart, as the Lord said, love the Lord your God from your whole heart. And at the same time, he recognizes his weakness. That's why the second part of the verse 10 he recognized that he is not able to maintain such dedication. That's why he said, Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. He acknowledged that his intention is good. His intention to seek the Lord with his whole heart. But his knowledge is imperfect. His strength is limited. That's why he said, let me not wander from your commandment. In verse 2 of this psalm, he said about the character of a righteous man. When he said, Blessed are those who keep his testimony, who seek him with the whole heart. The character of the good man, in verse 2, the psalmist applies it to himself. After he said, Blessed are those who seek you with their whole heart. In verse 10 he said, I am seeking you with my whole heart. So scripture was not just textbook to the Psalms, but scripture is how to seek God, how to meet with God. Through the word of God, he is seeking God and meeting with God. Then he said, let me not wander. Let me not wander. Wander from purity or any other virtue. But you cannot be pure or virtuous without depending on God. That's why he is asking God, let not me wonder. So it is not, you cannot be pure or virtuous by your own strength. Don't trust in your own righteousness. This is called self-righteousness. But rely on God, let me not wander from your commandment. So the psalmist knew the value of taking heed to the word of God. And he is asking God not to let him wander from his commandment. Verse 11, Your word I have hidden in my heart, that I may not sin against you. When you have a treasure, you will hide it. So he is saying here, your word is hidden in the sense that it is on the inside where no one can see it. It is safe so that no one can take it away. Satan cannot take these seeds, you know, when the seed on the wayside is taken and snatches them. But he said, no, it is hidden deep in my heart. Satan cannot take them away. But before hitting the word of God in his heart, 
it should have been received in his mind. How he can hide it in his heart if he did not receive it in his mind? Which means, the psalmist heard and read the word of God and thought about it continually until it became ingrained in his mind and in his heart. He states one benefit from having the word of God hidden in his heart, which is, it is a defense against sin, lest I sin against you. So the word of God is a most powerful answer against sin. When you hide the word of God in your heart, then you will not sin. St. Augustine says, he at once sought the divine aid when he told him, let me not wander from your commandment. Now, he said, I don't want your word to be hidden in my heart without fruit. Let me not wander from your word, that your word that is hidden in my heart be fruitful. So the work of righteousness should follow hiding the word of God in your heart. Thus it will be fruitful. Then verse 12, he said, Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Blessed are you, O Lord, because you are the author of the word, the author of the law. So this language of zoxology is an outpouring of feeling and reverence in view of such a law so holy, so suited to direct and guide men. So when you read the word of God and you see the wisdom in the word of God, the power of the word of God in your life, then your mouth will glorify God, say, Blessed are you, O Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord. The mind is full and the lips express the feeling of gratitude and joy that such a law had been revealed to us. God revealed this wisdom to us. That's why we say, Blessed are you, O Lord. Then he said, Teach me your statutes, both to know them and to practice them better, to know the meaning of your word and to apply them in my life. Also, this demonstrates the humility of the psalmist. Although he hid the word of God in his heart, but he still feels that he needs to be taught the word of God. Though he is filled with the word of God and filled with a desire for purity, but he sensed his constant need for instruction by God. So he did not simply need to read God's statutes, but he pleaded with God to teach him the statutes. God's people desire to know more of God, the mind of God, the will of God. So God's statutes are really known to those only whom God teaches. When God teaches you by the Holy Spirit, his statute, then you will know them. By nature, when we read the word of God, we don't know much of their meaning. We just read the words. But there is a depth in the word of God. God must teach us by his Holy Spirit so we can apprehend them right. 
13 With my lips I have declared all the judgment of your mouth Lest anybody think hiding the word of God in his heart means he's not sharing them with anybody else He said no, with my lips I have declared all the judgment of your mouth This reminds me with what the Lord Jesus Christ said For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks Since he hid the word of God in his heart So when he opens his mouth, he will declare the word of God So the psalmist understood the importance of not only silently reading or hearing the word of God But it is also important to declare it to others Like the Samaritan woman went her way into the city And said to the people Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did The word hid I have hidden your word The word hid verse 11 Could not but rise to his lips Because out of the abundance of the heart The mouth speaks It came to his lips on the appropriate time And be expressed before people for their edification God's people should have his word Not only in their mind and their heart But also upon their lips So you have the word of God in your mind In your heart and on your lips And the word judgments here Means statutes or the law of God He is using synonymous Sometimes use the word statute Sometimes use the word law, word, judgment Verse 14 I have rejoiced in the way of your testimony As much as in all riches So the psalmist understood the true value of God's word It gave him as much joy as all riches might Maybe more Or indeed more than all the riches of the world Obedience to the law of God By which God attests his will for us Is the true wealth which brings joy to life Believe me, all the money of the world cannot bring you joy But obedience to the word of God will gladden your heart The word of God is a treasure Beyond expression, it is precious Intended to gladden the heart of all such as possess it When you possess the word of God, you will be happy And obedience to the word of God is not a burden but a joy I rejoice, as he said I have rejoiced in the way of your testimony And this is the difference between a servant and a son The servant may perform the statutes of God But it is only the children who rejoice in the word of God Then in verse 15 he said I will meditate on your precepts And contemplate your way I will meditate on your precepts And contemplate your ways So the full force of divine precepts Is not grasped 
except by continued meditation on them. In order to understand the full force of the Word of God, you need to continuously meditate on the Word of God. David said he will be constantly occupied in meditation and turning over in his mind all what God have commanded or prohibited. So the psalmist life is filled with the word of God. In his mind he said, I will meditate, contemplate. In his heart he said, I will delight, as we read in verse 16. And in his habit he said, I will not forget. In his mind he is meditating and contemplating. In his heart he is delight, and in his life, in his habits, he is not forgetting. Meditate or contemplate means he looks unto them, take heed unto them, and walk in them, and not wander from them, and make them the rule of walk and conversation. He did not only declare all the judgment to others, as he said, with my lips I declare your judgment, but he conversed with his own heart, that's meditation. He conversed with his own heart about the word of God and tried very hard to grasp his own thoughts and what he had declared to others. So what he shared with others, he wanted to understand deeply and deeply. So God's word should be very much the subject of our thoughts. We think about them. It's like what? When you are driving or when you are traveling, you look all the time to the map, to your way, in order not to go in the wrong direction. You observe the direction that's given to you and keep your eyes on the direction. In the same way, the Word of God, it's a map. We need to meditate and reflect on them all the time. That's exactly what God told us in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Thus says the Lord, Stand in the ways and see, and ask for old path, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then verse 16, which is the last verse, I will delight myself in your statutes, I will not forget your word. I will delight myself in your statutes. In meditating on them, in obeying them, in walking according to them, as every good man does, I will delight in the law of God. I am happy to follow the law of God. As St. Paul said in Romans chapter 7, verse 22, For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. The inward man who is created in the image of God, will be happy to follow the commandment of God. So the giving of the fullness of life to God's word, in mind, in heart, and in habit, is a good description of what the psalmist meant in verse 9. Do you remember when I told you, taking heed, what does it mean? Taking heed means to give your full life to the Word of God, in your mind, in your heart, in your habit. So the young man will cleanse his way and enjoy the fullness of 
a God-honoring life by taking heed to his word. He will take a constant pleasure in communion with God and in obeying him. He will never look at the word of God as a burden. Having previously said, I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches, now he is saying, he will be delighted. I choose to be happy. His pleasure will be derived from the word of God. Just as the law of God in Psalm 19 is compared to what? To gold and honey. Psalm 19, he said, your word like gold and honey. Gold means useful, honey, pleasant. So when he said, I meditate on your precepts, means I will occupy myself in chanting and reflecting the praises of your commandment in order to delight myself, as I would with sweet and pleasant songs. So, you know when you like a certain song and then you sing it over and over and it will bring joy, it delights your heart. In the same way he said, I will meditate in your precepts. I will praise your word in order to bring delight to my heart. The word, I will delight, I will delight, it means it's not just for a season he will rejoice in this, but I will forever not only think of them, but obey the word of God with delight, with joy. St. Augustine says, my meditation shall be their end, that I may not forget them. So I will meditate all the time on the word of God in order not to forget them. Thus the blessed man in the first psalm, Psalm 1, he shall meditate in the law of the Lord day and night. In the same way children of God meditate on the word of God day and night. When we cleanse our way, as we said in verse 9, and give the fullness of our life to God and to his word, we will be blessed, we will be happy, we will be filled with life. We know the meaning of life. By frequent meditation on the word of God and the pleasing chant of them, we chant the word of God with pleasure, one cannot possibly forget your word. That's why he said, I will delight myself in your status. I will not forget your word. Again, if you like a song and you repeat it over and over, you will not forget it. So those that meditate in God's word and delight in it are in no danger of forgetting it. When you meditate, and have pleasure in the word of God, you will not forget it. As St. John said, his commandments are not heavy. The Lord of the Lord, the law of the Lord is not heavy, but it is actually a source of joy. The Lord told us, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let us see the advice that the Psalms give to young men how to cleanse your way. He said, in order to cleanse your way, you need to take heed to the word of God, to seek it from your whole heart. You hide it in your heart and ask God 
to teaching you how to praise Him and to thank Him. Then to declare it to others, to rejoice in the Word of God, to meditate in it, to delight in it, and not to forget it. Again, how to cleanse your way? According to the second part of Psalm 119, take heed to it. Seek it from your whole heart. Hide it in your heart. Ask God to teach you His Word. Declare it to others. Rejoice in it. Meditate in it. Delight in it. And don't forget it. Any young man who attends to this advice from verse 9 to verse 16 will get his impure way cleansed. He will have victory over his sins. And if he abide faithful to the Lord who bought you by his blood, you will obtain eternal life. This concludes actually our Bible study for tonight. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.